Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks. I'm Jada Williams, your host for today and radio podcast chair. It gives me great pleasure to be in the studio this morning. And just like the commercial just said, I have to ask you to please follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with NAPWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, or head over to our website at www.napwic.org and engage with us. Yes, check out our calendar and all of the different activities going on in NAPWIC world. We even have a list of all our different committees to where you can come and participate join and get involved in all the action but most of all make sure you click that join now button yes please become one of our newest sisters and brothers under the NAVWIC umbrella we cannot wait to see you at our next national or local event in your area listen this morning we have an action-packed show for you today as the voice of women in construction we also have in the studio no other than the master builder herself and McNeil. We also have Jackie Perry of JP and Associates and Ursula Oldham of Sula Two. Good morning, Anne. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, Jada. If I were any better, I would be you. I would be you, and today is no different. I just want to remind everybody that we are not just the voice of black women in construction. I contend, Jada and aspire that we are the voice of the construction industry. And being that voice, our desire is to continue to create strategic, long-lasting relationships with first-rate organizations and communities to help support our partners, our members, and this industry. But, Jada, enough about that. Today is a special honor because I had the pleasure of meeting Ms. Kenyatta Lee, who I think is the driving force. I know she's the driving force in the state of Florida for port and port construction 
and maritime in this entire state. People don't realize, Jada, that in the state of Florida, we have over 15 ports just in this state. Many other states have larger ports, some of them, but for our state of Florida to have an African-American female controlling the dollars that come into this state, I just wanted to just make sure that we told the world that Kenyatta Lee, and throughout her nearly 30-year career, she has successfully, Jada, successfully strengthened multimodal organizations from, for example, she was at the port in Jacksonville. She's now at FDOT doing a phenomenal job for all the ports. And so, Jada, it just gives me great honor and pleasure to continue to do what we do as we host our billion-dollar luncheons by industry where we bring together all of the women. They don't have to be black, Jada, but all of the women who are top in their industry, whether it's transportation, whether it's water, whether it's ports, whether it's water utilities or healthcare or facilities or energy, started. Yes, indeed. Let's get this party started right after this commercial break on NABWIC Talks. Greetings. My name is Kimley Naylor, and I am the owner of Nailwright Construction Company. I am also president of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and we are proud to celebrate women in construction. I'm very proud to have formed a company that allows for employment opportunities in communities, black communities, to help elevate economic stability and wage increases so that we as black women can continue to empower our communities. I'm excited to be a member of NABWIC because it allows us to shape history. It allows us to empower women to know there is a platform in construction that is vital to the wealth transfer into black communities across this nation. My name is Kimley Naylor, and please join us in celebrating women in construction. Yes, indeed. We love celebrating our women, our women in construction, as we are making history every day here on NABWIC Talks and in our lives. Our special guest today, oh, my gosh, listen, you want to make sure I usually don't do this. I'm going to do it at the beginning of the show. Go grab your notepad and pen because you are not going to want to miss out on this treat we have for you today. Okay, so today's special guest on NABWIC Talks is no other than Ms. Kenyatta Lee. She is the Florida Department of Transportation as the Chief of Modal Development, and right now she is the Interim Chief of Staff. So we have Ms. Kenyatta Lee and the studios all to ourselves this morning on this special Wednesday. Ms. Kenyatta Lee is a seasoned, results-driven leader in transportation industry. Throughout her nearly 30-year career, 
Lee has successfully strengthened multimodal organizations with the implementation of thoughtful process improvements and innovations designed to achieve strategic goals and objectives. Her expertise spans into every facet of public transportation spectrum, including finance, operations, human resources, safety, technology, compliance, innovation, communications, and marketing for some of Florida's largest ports and transit agencies. Throughout her career, she has consistently championed programs designed to foster employee engagement, enhance economic growth, utilizing technology, and improve sustainability. Ms. Lee has a bachelor's degree in accounting from Bethune-Cookman University and a master's degree in business administration from the University of Phoenix. Let's give her some good HBCU love and welcome to NABWIC Talks. Ms. Kenyatta Lee, how are you this morning? I am great, Jada. How are you doing this morning? I am super excited to have you in the studios this morning. It is always, always great to be able to have great dialogue with women leaders such as yourself. So I told the audience a little bit about you, Ms. Kenyatta. How about you share in your own words a little bit of your background and how it is you came to do what you're doing today, Ms. Lee? Well, you know, it was it's interesting because you never know what a summer job will turn into. And basically, when I was in my senior year of um, college, I was given the opportunity to work as an executive assistant, no doubt, for a port authority for the executive director at the Port of Palm Beach. And I actually um, kind of took that job opportunity because it was like, you know, for the summer, it's a, it's a great gig. It's an opportunity to be, um, you know, around other individuals that are working towards um, inspiring international commerce and things like that. So it was something that I was definitely interested in. But the job became much more than that. It became the opportunity that I needed to start to kind of um, foster and develop what I want to move forward for, for in my career. And after my senior, um, after my senior rotation in that particular position, they did offer me an opportunity to come back at, for it with a full-time position. So I knew going into my senior year that I was going to actually have a job um, after I finished college instead of like my other counterparts in college were kind of, you know, worrying around and, and, and I'm concerned about what they were going to do after we graduated. I actually had an, a job offer before I left the Port of Palm Beach. So that was a great opportunity. And for me, as a as a child, um, you know, transportation has always been something that has been interest of me, to me because of the fact that it gave me the opportunity to have independence um, when I was growing up, um, going to, to high school. I actually was able to catch the city bus to be able to get to school um, when I missed my, my regular bus because, you know, you're always busy as a teenager doing other stuff than you should be <laughs> than getting ready for school. So it was um, great for me to figure out the bus schedule and be able to have that independence of getting to, you know, jobs and, and getting to high school or even going to the mall on the weekends. So, um, my, like I said, my love of transportation grew really um, strong from that. And then also the fact that probably by the time I was um, a teenager, I had pretty much traveled on all modes of transportation, um, whether it would be on a train for, a, you know, a, a spring break trip to see my aunt 
or to go to D.C. by plane to visit my other aunt, who is um, actually working at Howard University. So I um, had those opportunities to ride public transportation and use other modes of transportation, which has always, um, again, inspired me to be in this field. That's so fascinating because I – as you were explaining your background and your love for the transportation and how you developed it along the way, I could see you on the city bus and um, on your regular school bus as a younger lady in, in high school and moving along in, in college. Like you said, when you came out, you were already prepared and had that, that job opportunity waiting for you. So that is a remarkable picture that you just painted um, there for us with the modes of different transportation, with being able to expose yourself. So it's always great to have family members living in different areas where you could go and travel to. <laughs> That's absolutely Pretty. Um, a great point. And as a, you know, a product of a single mom, my father died when I was relatively young. She inspired me to be, you know, do my best work, have a strong work ethic, and inspired that independence in me to, you know, be able to get out into the world and not have a fear of the world at the time. So, you know, working at the Port of Palm Beach, I worked there for 14 and a half years, and then I got an opportunity to go to a much larger port and at the Jacksonville Port Authority in Jacksonville, Florida, to actually kind of expand upon my, my role. Um, I graduated with an accounting degree, so at the Port of Palm Beach, I had worked my way up to be the Senior Director of Finance and Administration, and then when I went over to Jacksport, I was actually the Senior Director of Administration. And from Jacksport, I kind of, um, you know, had, a, um, a, I guess, an opportunity or a speed bump, I call them, because I don't, never want to um, allow people to take things that happen to you within your career to not um, look forward to how you can overcome your challenges in your career. And we actually had, at, the, at Jacksport at the time, we had an individual that we had a little bit of a transition with the CEO and um, it, it was not um, in line at that time for me to continue my employment with Jacksport, but I was given the opportunity to work somewhere else to either further, actually further my opportunity for, for my love of transportation. And so, you know, moving at, working at Port Authority, you're moving boxes, um, you're actually, you know, um, dealing with international trade, dealing with cruise vessels. So I, I didn't have that connection to necessarily a, a people, so my next job opportunity came by way of the Jacksonville Transportation Authority, and that is where I found my love um, back to my roots, as I will say, of catching that city bus and being a part of an organization that was a public service to the community. So I always um, went to work with the idea that I was helping, you know, the mom get her their child to, to daycare and then get on to work or that elderly person to get to their, their medical appointments or, you know, the guy in the tie that was just going to his first job interview. But that was my motivation for working at the, the Jacksonville Transportation Authority and then being a part of a really progressive, innovative governmental entity, which a lot of people don't always get to have that in their career. And fortunately, um, that opened my eyes and exposed me to the speed of which you can actually get things done and be results-driven because the leader of that organization actually was focused on doing the best work for that community and giving us the tools and the resources to do our work. He basically gave us, a, you know, the keys to a car and said, you know, this is, this is what you got to do. You got to drive this car. You got to make sure we do everything we're supposed to do. But um, it was a lot of challenges that we had to overcome to be a premier um, transit authority in Jacksonville and throughout the nation. 
So with that um, experience, I was able to obtain a career as a chief administrative officer at the Hillsborough Area Regional um, Transit Authority. And again, it was a building upon everything else that I had in my career and those opportunities to actually see um, how the community with a transit authority could be a partner and actually facilitate economic growth and economic development within the community because we're moving people that are getting them to their jobs and helping with them to support the other services within a community. So that was a great opportunity for me as well. And then, um, you know, kind of, again, a shift of my career path, I decided that I wanted to go and see how it was to be a public sector or private sector employee, rather, um, because I had I had all these years of public sector experience, and I always thought, you know, is the grass really greener? So I did take an opportunity to work for Trapeze, which is a transit sophomore um, innovator, and that was my opportunity to build upon, again, um, using some private sector um, educational opportunities that I took to develop my skill set and actually develop me as a leader within the transportation space again. And then, you know, after that, um, you know, this job opportunity at the Florida Department of Transportation came about where I never actually thought that everything that I had learned in my past life I will be doing a job and enjoying it. Um, this is the most enjoyable, most rewarding opportunity I've had in my career to be able to support um, the administration of Governor Ron DeSantis as well as supporting the citizens and the residents and the visitors to our state of Florida in this capacity that is not necessarily, you know, a day-to-day -day operational position, but it's impacting change at a policy and funding level that, you know, you don't get an opportunity throughout your career to always have this position. And so in this role, I'm actually responsible for, you know, the, the opportunities that we have to develop our freight and rail infrastructure, as well as our transit, our airport and seaport, as well as, um, as space. So if, um, a, if, a, if a woman in a professional transportation career gets the opportunity to impact change and be around those great minds of a space innovation um, program, then what's not to love about what I'm doing? So it's been, it's, been, it's been a roller coaster of a ride, but it's been very much more highs than lows. And I can tell you right now, I'm at the top of the mountain looking down and just thinking, you know, thanking um, God about the opportunity and blessings that he's afforded me in this role. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can hear the love, the passion, the enthusiasm in your voice when you're speaking about the different modes of transportation that you've been able to work with, the different departments, just everything dealing with um, transportation. It's just, you're just lighting up the studio with your voice morning, and you can definitely pick up on the energy. And you said something important. You said, you know, before you went, you had a couple of years, different positions in the um, public sector, and you had had some, some accomplishments there, great accomplishments, um, risen up the, the ladder in that area. Then you went over to the private sector and was able to pick up some more experiences and educational things and, and afforded you to be able to use all of your knowledge in your current role today, making your own special soup. Um, with all that, what is your particular leadership style that you've developed along the way? 
Well, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities to uh, work with individuals that I would not consider I wanted to emulate. But, you know, one of my um, – the quotes that I always remember as being a leader is from John Quincy Adams, and it's, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And that's the, what I take to heart when I am working with individuals that I am in charge of leading or, you know, managing in, in my role because I want them to be able to fulfill their work-life dreams and work on some really innovative projects and kind of um, bring the joy that I have to the workplace in hopes that they will have that same joy as they're doing their job. Oh, wow. I'm loving, loving, loving that quote that you just gave on John Quincy Adams. We are definitely going to put that in the episode, embed that in the episode. So we are just giving Miss Jackie more work to do up here in the studio. But this is the type of information that you asked for on NAVWIC Talk. So we just want to make sure that we are delivering the top quality information to our listeners here on NAVWIC Talks. So moving right along, you mentioned before you are the Chief of Modal Development, and you are currently wearing two hats. The other one is you are the Interim Chief of Staff. What does all of this mean, and what are your key focuses now? Well, right now um, we are in transition with the organization. We're getting ready to get a new secretary. Um, secretary um, Kevin Tebow was actually given the great opportunity to work for the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority as their CEO. So I did have an opportunity to work with him for um, a, a little over a year, which was really one of the highlights, I would say, of my career because he's truly a servant leader and to see um, that actually in action. You know, sometimes people use it as a tagline, but I got to actually see him um, serve our, our employees and serve the community in a way that um, has elevated what I'm even um, wanting to do with my career as well. So given with that opportunity, I just really um, am focusing on making sure that the transition is a smooth transition for the Florida Department of, um, of Transportation, as well as keeping, the, the, uh, keeping up the good fight for our motor programs and ensuring that we have the opportunity to enhance mobility across the state of Florida and provide safe and effective and efficient transportation systems throughout that. So supporting that effort, those efforts through our freight and rail programs and, like I said, with our seaports, our spaceports, our airports, and our transit programs, that is what my focus is. And actually bringing visibility and awareness and educating the public on what we do as an agency because Florida Department of Transportation has, um, you know, traditionally been the, uh, the roads and bridges, you know, transportation um, company. But really we're so much more than that. And as I speak, I talk about, you know, the innovative and creative ways that we actually provide the, the safe and um, effective network that we do have. There's a lot of different jobs behind bringing that to fruition and just being a part of that great team. And like I said, bringing the visibility and awareness around our motor programs and how we support the economic um, impact of the state of Florida is what I'm, I'm really focusing on right now. One of the things I did when I first got to um, FDOT was to, actually started rebranding um, initiatives to bring that awareness and kind of, you know, brighten up what we were doing and, and bring um, some um, awareness and recognition to 
my great modal managers that every day are the boots on the ground working with our community partners and our other stakeholders, internal and external, to get these um, these programs in, into into actual implementation. And our budget, you know, it was a billion-dollar budget, so we do have a great responsibility to facilitate change in how we think and how we do things in the community, but also to make sure that we're doing those things um, that the community and our visiting public wants us to do within our transportation network. So supporting those efforts is what I really try to focus on on a daily basis. And just, you know, in this role of interim chief of staff, which I was, you know, blessed, given the opportunity to do this, it opens up a whole other side of our legislative process, our budgeting process, and how we actually um, go from a, just an, a, a, a kernel of an idea to bringing it through bills and, 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 and budget processes that actually are developed around um, our best work that we can do for the citizens and visitors, visitors to Florida. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for all of your endeavors that you are doing over there at FDOT. And you hit a lot of things on the head with reaching out and um, getting the information out to our young people, the young adults, our interns and college students um, with the rebranding and bringing that awareness to the community um, about the different opportunities in transportation industry as a whole. We are going to take a quick commercial break as we are having an absolutely amazing interview with Ms. Gata Lee, FDOP, as the Chief of Modal Development and the Interim Chief of Staff here on NAPWIC Talks. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, indeed. We are back on NAPWI Talk this morning with our interview with Miss Kenyatta Lee. But first, let's get in some NAPWI news you can absolutely use. Upcoming events. We have our Hard Hats and Heels Nab Week Detroit coming up on Thursday, April 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Also on April 12th, Nab Week Detroit Lunch and Learn. Our new member onboarding is a virtual meeting. And also, if you are not a member yet, just interested, you are more than welcome to come out and visit on our Zoom line Tuesday, April 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, what you've been waiting for for the last two months, NAVWIC's virtual billion-dollar luncheon and port opportunities coming this Wednesday, April 13th, 
11.45 is when the reception room will open. Our lunches usually start on time at 12 p.m. You'll want to make sure you don't miss out on that. And also, please save the date. Mark your calendars for We Are Doing It Big. In April, we will be going to North Carolina. Yes, Charlotte, North Carolina, April 28th. And then in June, we will be in Chicago. So, yes, NAPWIC has it going on. This is NAPWIC news that you can absolutely use brought to you by KISS LS Inc. Health Insurance Group. You need health insurance, individual or group insurance, please reach out to Jada Williams. Get your quote today. Email jada at kisls.com. Now, back to NAPWIC Talks. All righty, yes. Audience, we have a lot going on in NAPWIC world. Our phone lines are blowing up, and we actually have some comments being dropped under our different social media platforms. So please, if you want to get involved in the conversation, please don't be shy. Press 1 on your phones, and we will let you in the studios. But first up, we have our very own woman on the move in NABWIC world. Yes, if you want to find out more, please go check out your NABWIC newsletter. This is an amazing write-up on Valerie Mundy is the woman on the move. She has just won the um, Kansas City International Airport overseeing the project management there. So I am going to, I know a big secret, she is on the line in the studio, so I'm going to call you out, Miss Valerie. If you are paying attention, press 1 on your phones, come off from you, and join us in the studio this morning on Nav We Talk. Hi, good morning. This is Valerie. Thank you so much, Jada, and thank you, Ms. Lee, for being here uh, in preparation for our billion-dollar luncheon in ports, which is a major part of the infrastructure program uh, that a lot of us are excited about. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Well, congratulations, Ms. Valerie Mundy, again, for being our woman on the move. And wasn't trying all the way, but I know that coming up on April 13th during this billion-dollar luncheon, as we already mentioned, we have our woman in spotlight, Miss Kenyatta Lee, who is very influential in the transportation industry and one of our very own influential NAPWIC women that we are honoring at our billion-dollar luncheon opportunities. Also have in the studio this morning no other than Jackie Perry of JC and Associates herself. Good morning, Ms. Jackie. I won't hog the studio up today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jada. Good morning, everybody, and special greetings to Ms. Kenyatta Lee, and congratulations once again on being NABWIC's Billion Dollar Luncheon uh, Woman in the Spotlight. I am just really admiring the things that we have read about you in the bio and uh, what we've read in print, but you mentioned something earlier when you were talking about your uh, career path, and you mentioned that you spent some time at Jacksport and then JTA. I'm actually located here in Jacksonville. I'm an AdWIC member here in our Northeast Florida area, 
And I ran a small business incubator, and as such, we tried to connect entrepreneurs with business opportunities. And so we got to learn a lot about some of the agencies there, like Jacksport, JTA. You mentioned that there was a a leader that uh, I guess you drew some innovation creativity from, and I was just curious. I'm not sure about the time you were there at JTA, but was that Michael Blaylock, or were you referring to Nat Ford, or maybe some other leader? No, it was, it was um, Nat Ford. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I came can see a part, why. as a part of um, yes, his new team. That once he um, was hired, I was a part of the new team management structure that he put in place. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, yeah, I can see how exciting that was. I think uh, anyone would count it a privilege to have worked under uh, Nat for sure. But just want to say, too, before I leave, and thank you, Jada, for giving me a minute, uh, we salute you uh, again. We, Your innovation, your creativity, and all the things that you've learned to make uh, where you are now uh, even better. So wish you much success in your current role. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Ms. Jackie Perry, who is a pleasure to work with on producing these Nap Week talk shows, special guests like Ms. Kenyatta Lee. With that being said, Ms. Kenyatta Lee, we have just a couple of more questions to ask you. Um, I wanted to just ask you from a leadership, because you just scream resilience, and just like you said, that, that quote, you just make me want to do better and do more. So I know one of my questions I was thinking of asking you was what does the infrastructure bill and yada, 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 what does this mean to you? But I'm going to switch it up a little bit. What do you think or what is the message or the tip that you would give all of us entrepreneurs and individuals working in all the different areas of construction, transportation, business, and our leaders in their their construction companies or whomever they work for, what should the infrastructure bill be screaming to us and the passing of the, you know, bill better with the opportunities well, you know, that's coming interesting, out? Uh, that you, well, that's interesting that you you bring that up. And it, the, the bill has a great opportunity for, what we can do with infrastructure in our country, and I'm I'm really looking forward to how the different states will be able to implement the funding um, opportunities they will receive from the program. But you know, as you mentioned about you know small business entrepreneur, um, women-owned, um, you know those types of businesses. You know, one of the things that I have uh, that I say about myself is that I have my three R's. And my three R's is that I'm resilient, resourceful, and relentless. And that's what you need to carry with you when understanding how you're going to be able to navigate and be able to get with some really good opportunities once the influx of the cash and the funding opportunities come into the states for construction projects and other projects alike to be able to work with um, larger companies and the small business opportunities that you'll have. So, you know, it, it does mean a lot for the, the states around the country. It means a lot for, you know, the country as we look to invest in, you know, bridges and seaports and, and roadways and all and EV um, infrastructure throughout the states to be more resilient. So there is so many different opportunities that you can take from um, learning more about the, the infrastructure bill. I would encourage you 
all to, you know, I know it's not, not bedtime reading, but to take the opportunity to learn about the formula funding that's coming out of it, the competitive funding that's coming out of it, and what are some of the focus areas that are coming from the actual um, bill, the, the bipartisan infrastructure law, you know, as it relates to safety, equity, resilience, and sustainability, modernization, and emerging mobility, um, because you would need to understand how your company and how your business will be able to be an asset to, um, you know, either a larger agency or on your own to gain some of these business opportunities that are going to come from this, um, this life-changing and actually um, very um, inspirational infrastructure bill. So when you're talking about $1.2 trillion, um, somebody's going to have to do all that work, and, and, and why not have it be a small business or an entrepreneur that is, has a business in place at this time? So I would just encourage you to, like I said, learn more about it. Um, make sure that, you know, you align your business models and your business opportunities with some of the things that are coming out of this program because, it, like I said, it goes from being a very, you know, 13 programs at one point for competitive and um, actual formula-driven programs to being um, adding another 23 that are the same type of structure. So there's a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, business owners to gain some of this, this market share during this period of time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We know who to ask the right questions too. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ms. Kenyatta Lee. And I hope you did go and get your notebook and pen and write all of that down. I know I am. If it's good for the geese, it's good for the gander. At least that's what one of my quotes, one of my aunts told me, I think. <laughs> Just throwing a little humor in here. But the resilience, the resourcefulness, and being relentless. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Miss Kenyatta. We definitely feel that passion, and I have my notes. It works well for me. So thank you so much, Miss Kenyatta Lee, for breaking down the infrastructure bill and the Build Back Better that we have going on explaining that. And, of course, the most graceful, colorful way. I, I think you are a natural speaker in, in the studio this morning. Um, so are you ready well, for you. the <laughs> all of your different leadership roles and everything? I know did you did you have any journalism or communication? No, I inherited marketing as one of those stretch goal opportunities in one of my positions and I have um not looked back. I, I have a great appreciation for those who are marketeers and those who communicate because it's not an easy job, but it is mostly on them to make sure you look good. So I have a great appreciation for communications and marketing that I didn't necessarily have before I had the opportunity to work at heart and be um, responsible for those activities. But definitely, um, you know, it's, it's just a, everybody should learn how to um, connect with somebody who does marketing because they, they look at things a total different way. Um, and it really um, can be more engaging for your business and your opportunity and, and you as a professional to talk to um, individuals and uh, stakeholders in your circle. Yes, indeed. So you already understand the little stutters and the, and the bullets, the sweats coming off my forehead up here in the studio <laughs> this morning. But no, for real, it's all out of love and fun when we have special guests like you. So are you ready for the hard questions as we are at the top of the hour? Yeah, of course, Jada. Wouldn't have it in there way to end the hour with you. 
<laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, will you share with us your favorite book or author or what you are currently reading that keeps you going? Well, I have one for, you know, business purposes and then one for fun. Um, the one that I've um, recently come across is The Inspirational Leader by Guilford Thomas. So I'm, um, you know, again, I told you about my opportunity to work with um, Secretary Tebow and how he was a true servant leader. And so I really, um, that was inspiring to me to learn about how I could develop myself more as a leader. I know to me as a leader, you can always learn something. You can always learn more. And I really want to be able to motivate um, my team, my staff, and those, even my, my team, my peers, and I want to be influential in that role because we, we do have some great opportunities coming up, and we're all going to, we're going to have to collaborate and be innovative and be um, uniquely um, engaged on all of our activities moving forward. So I definitely want to be that, that type of leader that can, you know, rally the troops together to do some of their best work. So that's one of the books I'm, I'm reading right now. And then uh, We're Going to Need More Wine is uh, from Gabrielle Union because, What's not to love about wine and what's not to love about her story and how she's been very, um, you know, relevant and resilient in the the business of being an actress. And um, she's been around for a long time and, you know, just enjoying the opportunity to learn more about her and to kind of get some really good um, poignant moments and laugh a little while reading her book. Yes, indeed. Great book list. We're going to need more wine by Gabrielle Union and the inspirational leader by, I didn't catch the author's name. Could you repeat that, please? It's Gilford Thomas. is G-I-F-F-O-R-D and Thomas. Perfect. Because this goes along in the episode bed as well as part of NAPWIC's book list. We love to get our influential leaders pick their brains so we could get their book list, see what the mindset is like, and align ourselves accordingly. So thank you so much. And the main thing you said in that short statement, it reminds me of a little a little slogan our prior president, um, our, our outgoing president, Ms. Kimley Naylor, loved to champion us to say, let's collaborate to dominate. So, Miss Lee, we are on the same page. As we are wrapping up the show this morning on NAPWIC Talks with Miss Kenyatta Lee, the Florida Department of Transportation, FDOT, as the Chief of Motor Development and the Interim Chief of Staff. Miss Lee, do you have any closing remarks that you would like to leave for the audience this morning? Actually, just thank you again for this opportunity. Um, I think... From that standpoint, it's, it's been a pleasure to kind of share my story and to share my passion for the transportation industry and understanding that everybody has different routes on how they um, get to where they are, but just to remind individuals, like I said, to be resilient, to be resourceful, and be relentless because that's how you get ahead in this, in this world and that's how you get ahead in our, our professions and also just being black women um, those are some of the things that we really have to focus on as far as not necessarily our core competencies, but things are prevailing characteristics of what we want to do for life. And so I definitely um, thank you for this opportunity to share my story and to definitely share when I'm doing the great work I'm doing with the FDOT team and how we're going to progress the transportation industry moving into the, into the future. So thank you. 
Yes, indeed. And NAVWIC members, yes, we are calling on you, NAVWIC members, our new potential members, and all of our members on the way. You will get to hear more of Ms. Kenyatta Lee at our Billion Dollar Luncheon and Port Opportunities, or you can go to our website at www.navweek.org and research and learn more about the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Women in the Spotlight of our Port Billion Dollar Luncheon, Ms. Kenyatta Lee. Congratulations and thank you so much. We are very proud of you of being the most influential woman and the ports industry that NABWIC is recognizing this month. And also a special shout-out again to NABWIC's woman on the move, our very own Ms. Valerie Mundy. Congratulations. We love to support and get behind all of our sisters doing great things in NABWIC world. And, of course, special shout-out to our very own founder and leader, Ms. Ann McNeil herself, and thank you all for listening to NAPWIC Talks. Listen, this has been another absolutely amazing NAPWIC Talks. You can hear us or find us every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. here on NAPWIC Talks. Thanks for listening in. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.